Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. We need to understand that the ego structure that we take for granted, that is who I am, is today a neurotic structure at best, okay? The, the collective has actually fallen from neurosis into perversion and psychosis. That, that's the, the main line now. So if you're neurotic, you're doing pretty good. Uh, but the, the, we've been studying the neurotic ego here. If you've been visiting, you, you've, you've missed some of that. But the, um, the film, for example, or the, the novel by Stevenson, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, was the first novel that explained to the public the, the split mind. The fact that you could be this very good and proper Dr. Jekyll on the surface, but this seething, uh, aggressive, hateful, uh, uh, sexually uh, obsessed creature was in your unconscious and was actually running things more and more. Uh, and, and so this, this neurotic structure was not always part of, of human reality. And it really uh, came into its own around the end of the uh, 18th century. At the same time that society was becoming officially atheist. Okay, Nietzsche, God is dead. He was just reporting something that was already happening, but he's famous for that statement. But it was happening at the same time. Uh, Darwinism was taking over, uh, materialism, of course, capitalism, the whole, the whole structure and purpose and nature of society shifted from a religious, metaphysical, mythological culture to one that had given up all myth except the myth of the ego itself. The, the, the ego myth replaced the other myths. But the ego myth didn't become a myth that you believed in. You just believed in it without realizing that it was a myth. You took it for a reality. Which is what was true in the earlier societies about their myths, but their myths were about God and angels and divine uh, assistance and things that enabled you to have a much healthier consciousness. But that was lost. And now, so what, what is left is a compensation and the, the, the compensation required a belief in evil. You see, if there's no God anymore, that means there's no goodness. Goodness is not real. That's, a, that's pie in the sky. But evil is very real or seems very real. And the only way for the ego to feel real was that it would have to feel evil. But the only way it could get away with feeling evil would be to repress the evil into an unconscious so that it could feel good consciously. But the conscious goodness didn't feel real. It felt good, but it didn't feel real. But the fact that evil existed could enable you to also then believe 
that goodness had to exist because you felt so guilty for your evil that you invented somebody to feel guilty toward for this. And so God could become recreated as a fantasy of, of someone I'm going to, to, to confess to for my evil. And so the, the modern ego became an ego based on guilt. And of course, that's what, where Freud came in because that's what he made his money off of. You, know? uh, you, you feel guilty for your superego, you feel guilty for your enjoyments of all kinds, right? And, and for uh, all of the Mr. Hyde aspects of your unconscious and the whole thing took off. So psychoanalysis was, you could say, the objective correlate of the neurotic ego. They needed each other. And psychoanalysis, I would say, is part of the same sickness disguised as its cure. But in any case, it was this uh, evil that made you feel real because of your own aggression and hatred uh, that could then be topped off with a, with, through the guilt uh, with a sense of uh, surrender or submission to some higher power. This is what held together the, uh, the coherence of the ego in, in the face of its own uh, uh, lack of uh, an organizational principle once God was, was considered to be a, uh, a flawed fantasy of a projection of a father figure or whatever and, uh, and had no reality. And so once that became the collective consciousness it was very hard to have an authentic love for God. Uh, you, you felt stupid, you felt marginalized, you were ridiculed. So you could be very religious, but religion no longer had anything to do with love for God. It was about tradition. And it was about, we do this because our grandfather did this. You know, the old time religion or you know, uh, this is who we are and we're this tribe or we're this group or we're this whatever that you identify with at the social level, but it had nothing to do with any internal relationship to a higher power. So the ego's uh, connection and, and relationship with itself had to be based on uh, this duality of good and evil. And once you recognize that both of those are flawed, it's true that there is no good. And it's also true there is no evil. If you get into the realization of non-duality, then the, the duality of good and evil becomes a, a simply a dream. There's no, no truth to it. But that's at a much higher level of consciousness. You can act in a very evil way at this phenomenal plane and, uh, and, and, and feel very good about it. This would be the perverse mindset. Ha ha, I got him. And, uh, and, and be able to feel better the more you're able to uh, stick it into somebody without them even knowing you did it, all right? Or being able to say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, you know? And so this kind of uh, relating uh, in a way that you would feel secretly both the enjoyment of the superiority of harming someone and the guilt that would enable you to feel remorse is what actually held you together. And, and this is the, the structure of the, the modern ego. We've already gone past that. We're in the postmodern, which is even worse. But, uh, but this is how the, the thing morphed. 
and, and then created social systems that were, uh, were of this kind of neurotic intensity. And, and then they became more narcissistic and more psychopathic and, uh, and the lack of morality no longer was compensated by guilt. And, and now uh, people can do the worst things to each other and not feel anything about it. So it's a, it's a, a constant degradation of consciousness into ever more uh, degraded, negative, hateful forms until love itself has become something we're cynical about. Not only God, but love. And, uh, and no interest in love because love makes you weak. You know, love gives you conscience doth make cowards of us all, as Hamlet was already saying hundreds of years ago. But uh, now it's, uh, it's reached epidemic proportions. So in any case, I don't know if I was answering somebody's question. I don't know how I got <laughs> off on a tangent, but so be it. Uh, that seems to be the situation now that we have to deal with without feeling, we don't feel guilty about it, but even if we did, the guilt doesn't really help. It just uh, cycles you back from remorse back into paranoia and hatred of the fact that you felt bad and then you do something to feel worse. And the, the cycle gets deeper and deeper into the dark side. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.